Minneapolis, 911. What's your emergency? It's another episode of Minneapolis 911. Welcome to today's show with your host, the mayor of Minneapolis After Dark, L.A. Nick. And along with him is beautiful and hilarious co-host, comedian Hesley Ray. They'll be bringing you the 411 and 911 of our beloved city. And we're back another week of Minneapolis911.com. I'm Ellie Nick with my co-host Hesley Ray, all things Minneapolis 411 and 911. All of the things Minneapolis 411 and 911. Everything. Every single dang thing. Everything. 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 So we are here. We are back. Um, I had an interesting, we, I should say, had an interesting uh, little conversation with the bartender down at Acadia. We were hanging out, just chatting away, and he was like, hey, He's a new fan. I started listening to your show, and so... Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. We we enjoy every new listener. We welcome your what feedback. What did he say? He said something about... He said, yeah. it's, it's sort of like you're just sitting at a bar listening to two people talk to each other about Minneapolis. Like, that's how he... <laughs> like, that's how he... He just completely explained the entire podcast in one sentence yeah, it's like cool. listening to two people at a bar talk about minneapolis or your eavesdropping hey, I, I thought i took it as a compliment i took it as a compliment as well because that's exactly what it is it's like hey what's going on this week what have you heard what have you heard what's so in the news have you heard nicolette mall's open i didn't know that and i i work you East should walk downtown. it you should walk it what do you what are your thoughts about it do you like it um would Mary uh, Tyler Moore like it? Mary Tyler Moore's back. She's back in her where in her yeah, seventh yeah. and uh, she's right in front of Hennepin. Okay, I mean, right in front of Macy's. Good. Well, Macy's isn't there anymore, but what is gonna be there again? It's, they're calling it a Dayton Projects. So it doesn't have a name yet. It's gonna mm. be mixed use condos, some retail. I've been told. I just thought you were gonna I've say been, mixed use condoms. Uh, yes, mixed use condoms. <laughs> I have been told that there's gonna be an ice an Apple store. Street okay. level, so I don't know if that's good or bad. To me, that's bad. Um, oh. And they they took all the uh, sports authority signs down last night at, in the middle of the night, two o'clock in the in morning. In the middle of the night, like there'd be a big scandal about it. Well, they it. did. They took them down in the middle of the night. Well, I know, but why? Who cares? Well, it's just an embarrassment. That they oh. never even opened. Oh, oh, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, but who's paying attention outside of you that much? Mm. I mean. Mm. Do you really think that... Now, the, have you seen the, the new lights that are on Nicollet Mall, the permanent lights? Mm-mm. So they're these big, giant globes, like Earth, like big, like... like. They used to have those more um, five at the foot, end of Nicollet Mall. Like, yeah, but these are different. Okay. These are like five-foot, big, huge, stainless steel, cut-out, die-cut writing so of they're globes. not the like the ones that were in pv plaza not even close no. okay these, these are, are like yeah. special but they look too christmasy but they're permanent well i don't mind permanent christmas on nicolette and Mall. i already noticed a couple of the bulbs are burnt out oh <laughs> so gotta they, so, get the so, long lasting so they LEDs. Get, they must not went with led because unless yeah, the end, well I, I take that back it might be led and led Something failed. It's almost like you're saying LAD. Like you're trying to even take over that LA Nick. Now they're called <laughs> LAD lights. Because I have some LED brand. <laughs> I just bought uh, an eight pack of brand new LED mm-hmm. Par 64s, and one of them out of the box didn't work. 
Oh, really? So yeah. it's possible that one doesn't work. We use LEDs at my house, and uh, they're great. So Yeah, they're good. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, so Nicollet Mall is pretty much up and running. Get, no, Nicollet you know, Mall is open. It's open. It's so open. We're, so we're, yeah. we're looking good for, for Super Bowl. Um, and well, at this well, point, you know, there, so I just found this out, not to, not to interrupt you, but I found this out. So there's a, where I live, I live on uh, 7th Street and 4th, or 7th Street and 5th, and a block away on, right before you get to HCMC is a homeless shelter. And, the, and NF, sometimes you live there. The NFL is making them move it for the <sighs> Super Bowl. Like to Edina? They're just making everybody relocate. How... And so there's no homeless people around, but they oh, are, and the city's and the city's doing it. The city's doing it. All right, we'll move surely. But the city's actually going to move, like where are they going to go? Fifty homeless people to some other building somewhere away from the stadium. I I suggest Edina, Edina. I not suggest Medina. Lake Minnetonka. Or Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> There's I think plenty of big houses there that they could they, they could, could ha- just, all stay there and have a party. You know what? I completely agree. Yeah, so I think that Adina should adopt them and you know make them into citizens that we can respect and have downtown when people like Super Bowl come. It's just to me ridiculous. They're gonna relocate a homeless shelter for nine days. <sighs> That does seem like a or lot actually, of work. Actually, take it back 12 days. There's, they want to relocate it for like 12 days. the 12 days. days of Christmas. We moved out the homeless. So, okay, anyway, um, my what I was going to say is I would really like to invite any business owner who they is in it. Minneapolis to be on the show because I want to hear how the Super Bowl is going to affect your business, good or bad, like your fears and your hopes. Um, Nick, you have a room coming up too. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about that very much, yeah. but you're, I mean, technically, I guess you're a business owner in the area. I am. Super Bowl, is that looking good or bad for you? What are your fears? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? For me, it's not a good deal for me. Um, womp womp. I kind of got screwed on Super Bowl. I signed my lease after Super Bowl already was said and done as far as leasing spaces and I pretty much get my business shut down for four days so that and uh, like they can rent it out to someone else no it was already no, spoken no for. it's the NFL house oh that's what they have in puppy bowl oh what yes my daughters love the puppy bowl. they're having the puppy bowl right there can you get them in i don't think i can get your daughters in. i might be able to get you in <laughs> well maybe i could sneak them under my jackets they love the puppy bowl well i, I the puppy bowl is going to be there what when i tell them that i know the guy who has the bar that's running the puppy bowl holy crap they're gonna think i'm famous yeah so, all right. So you're not looking forward to no. And you know what? It. See, for me, the whole holidays, and then we gotta have a ten days of Super Bowl is just a big delay on everybody's real life. Hmm. So to me, I'm not looking forward to any of it. You're sort of a negative guy, though. I am not a negative guy. You're sort of a positive guy. I want to move forward, and this stops <laughs> you from moving forward. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Like you've got to sort of embrace these. I. I would think that, like, the ripple effect of having the Super Bowl here would benefit everyone. Mm, 
and you're saying no. And so this is why well, I want other business I'll tell you what's, to I'll, be on I'll tell show. you what's going to happen. If, if you're a resident of downtown Minneapolis, you're pretty much going to be in prison for 10 days. And then after the Super Bowl, they're, they're making it such a big hype. And people don't know this, but the city had put a 2% gratuity tax on everything to pay for Super Bowl. And it's they snuck it in. Nobody even knows it's there. But, yeah, it, and it's not going to go away after Super Bowl goes away. Trust me. So, Son of a gun. So what's going to happen is after Super Bowl, there's going to be an autocorrect in property value, which is going to really make a big impact. And the city is going to jack property taxes. So you're going to get double hit. And it's going to be tough. Well, I think it's bad for our economy. Hey, listen, you can do all the homework you want. Just Google these words. Do, do cities make money off the Super Bowl? And you'll read stories from Fortune 500 magazines to New York Times to the Forbes 500. And everybody says the same thing. Absolutely not. They lose millions and millions and millions of dollars. And Minneapolis will lose millions and millions and millions of dollars. So let me ask you this. Why then do all the cities vie for it and... They all drank the Kool-Aid, man. Drink the effing Kool-Aid. They want to know well, better. They, listen, they want to market and promote their city, hands down. Okay. The problem is they don't realize what 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 happens at when Super Bowl. Just in trash removal alone, just in trash, mm-hmm. the city of Minneapolis will spend. 10, don't point at me when you say trash. Ten million dollars to remove trash. Just, make it ten million dollars just to get rid of trash and then we have 730 some police officers in the city of minneapolis the nfl demands five thousand. the city made a deal with them to just try to get by with 3500 so we have to hire 2700 some cops from around the country i have a chance if they're really skimming the bottom of the Barrel no, no here. you have no chance. You, have to, you, have, you already have to be law enforcement. Oh, great. But they'll get them from all over the country, but they have to pay for them to come here. And then they have to pay for housing. Mm. Where do you think they're going to house them? I'll take a couple of them. As long as they're clean and friendly and maybe lets me, like, you know, use their uniform. I don't think good things are going to happen at the Super Bowl. Hey, I was going to ask you this. What are your predictions about crime surrounding this event? Do you think that we're going to see a huge uprise? Of course you are. Are you worried? It's going to go up 300, 3,000%. Do you think that, and I hate to do this because it's like, I don't know. Like, nobody wants to listen to doom and gloom all the time, right? We want to be positive. We want to look forward to things. Like, we love this city, They're they're estimating between $20 and $40 million in property damage in the city of Minneapolis. Okay. I'm a little worried, like, because Las Vegas just had their incident. Um, London has been hit. I'm a little worried about something more widespread than just local, you know, our gangs. I'm I'm wondering like oh, you are mean you mean like worried? a terrorist yeah. stuff? Oh. If it happened here, there's nobody can stop them. We don't have a force that can Even stop them. Even Batman. We don't have Batman. <laughs> we might. I still believe. We don't have a Batman. Well, unless it's fancy, unless it's fancy Ray. He could be. Fancy Ray might be the flashiest star and let's have blind Fancy Ray on the show and see if he can help I don't us. Think fa- I don't think Fancy's very political. I don't think he wants to talk about. He doesn't want to talk about anything negative. I don't think so. No. But you know, like I just, I don't know. I, I've been kind of thinking about that just because, blah, like Las Vegas, and then I, I just. 
things happen. And now, like, we're we're sort of a big. I mean, Super Bowl is huge. Oh, you don't understand. That Jimmy Fallon's be, doing yeah. a show live from Minneapolis. Yeah. Everybody's coming here and doing their shows live. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're gonna be the the number one watch city Focused for ten days. Upon. Mm-hmm. And guess who's gonna be in charge? You are. Old Jacob Fry. Oh, Jacob Fry, please don't let us get hit by terrorism. And You'd be the you first do, one to run away. <laughs> if you do, yeah, he's probably going to be hiding in his barracks in, like, a dino where he actually lives. Well, he lives at First of Maine. Well, he rents there, right? Yeah, he doesn't own anything in the city. He lives right. at First of Maine. Well, I'm going to go there. Um... Has Nick been asked to appear during Super Bowl? I this okay. I'm gonna tell you what just happened. <laughs> Our yeah, producer writes things on these whiteboards that he wants, like, "Hey, you have eight minutes left," or blah blah blah. Like, Hesley, get on the ball, don't swear. And he just he writes in hieroglyphics, so I can barely read it. And I, I seen the question. And I'm gonna surprise everybody with the answer. Okay. During Super Bowl. You're doing the Super Bowl? Yeah, I'm going to be the... I'm doing the Super Bowl, yes. I'll be here. <laughs> well, what are you going to be doing at it? I'm not going to tell anybody until it happens. Do you get to throw the first pitch like you did that <laughs> <Yeah>. one time? <laughs> they don't have first pitch. They do have a twin cost, though. <laughs> are you going to do that? No. Okay, is it going to be something that's, like, really visible? Or are you just... Yeah. Okay, and you're not even going to tell us? Can't. <laughs> I'm trying to rack my brain what they're going to have you do. I can't. Are you going to sing a song? No, I don't sing. I know. That's why I thought it'd be <laughs> funny. Um, okay. I could so sing. Are you going to be like. People wouldn't like it. Selling things in the no. bleachers? No. I got your peanuts, your popcorn. No, I, I actually won't be in the stadium. Nancy will be in the stadium. Because she's taking photographs. Nancy, you got to press really press pass so she'll be in the stadium okay um, you'll be outside moving the homeless people to their new home no, i will be in the nfl house <laughs> oh because that's your your bar <laughs> i will be inside the NFL you're house. doing the puppy bowl i can't say i really can't oh my god but i do love puppies let Okay, well, we've got to talk about this privately during the break. You know I love puppies. I know you love puppies. All no, kinds of puppies. I'm just I'm going to keep bothering you. Just be prepared. All right, so coming back from our break, we do have more on the show. We are interviewing an ex-Scientologist who has written a book. He is with the Remini's on this uh, ex-Scientology thing. Chris Shelton is coming on. Stay with us. We've got 911 calls coming up. This is Minneapolis911.com. Forty years ago, owner Gene Dubois and his friends sat on his granny's front porch step and discussed cars. Matchbox cars. This one? No, not that one. Look under here. That's damaged. This one instead. Cool. No one else would have seen that. Yeah, this one is perfect. And 40 years later, they're still discussing cars. Only now, the cars have grown a little. This one? No, not that one. Look under here. That's damaged. See? This one instead. Cool. No one else would have seen that. And this one? Yeah, that one's perfect. How about this one? Fact is, anyone can sell cars. But to sell quality, inspected cars, you have to know what a quality, dependable car looks like. 
And when you've got Gene and his team and all that experience, you can't help but win. Star Auto and Truck Sales not only sells you the car, you also get friendly customer service and no hassle shopping. And because these are hand-picked quality, mechanically fit cars and trucks, just like on Granny's porch 40 years ago, you get honest value. Something hard to find in today's world. Star Auto and Truck Sales at StarAutoAndTruck.com. Wow, Betty, your remodel looks great. The dining room floor, the gorgeous plush carpet in the living room. Oh, and those kitchen counters are so perfect. I'm so jealous. I want this in my house. Linda, you can. It's easy. I just called Cap Carpet and Flooring and got a free in-home estimate. Then took my ideas to the showroom and Cap's excellent design staff went to work, helping me pick out the perfect style, fabrics, and colors. They really made my ideas come to life. At Cap Carpet and Flooring, we listen to your ideas. And from design concept to Cap's professional installation, Cap makes it easy for your design vision to come to life. Whether it's a remodel or a new home design, Cap helps our customers find the best products for their lifestyle. Hey, Linda, where are you off to? Well, I'm off to Cap Flooring and Carpet. I got great ideas for my guest room. Hey, wait for me. Cap Carpet and Flooring in New Brighton. Stop in or call for an appointment today. 651-636-2617. 651-636-2617. Cap Carpet and Flooring, where design becomes you. We're back, Minneapolis91.com. I'm Melanie with my co-host, Tessie Wright. Hello. And we've got Chris Shelton here, our ex-Scientologist who has written a book about the subject and who is Leah Remini's expert on her series on, um, I believe it's A&E. Is that, is that right, Chris? Yes, it is. Okay, great. So I, I have to admit, I have watched um, the documentary that she is putting on. It's very compelling really interesting one that hit me pretty hard was um the couple who the the husband committed suicide because he was gay and the way that the scientologist took that information and then uh, we talked on the phone you and i chris prior to you talking to me right now and i forgot which one you were on the show and then i looked at your images and i was like that's him and now i'm starstruck so i don't know if i can go through with the interview (laughs) I did see you on there. So um, just if you could give us a quick uh, bio of yourself, and then I've got a few questions that I would like to ask you, and then I'm sure Nick is going to chime in with some some, uh, crazy, crazy off questions. So just be prepared for both. So so go for it. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what's going on. Sure. Uh, I am a second-generation Scientologist. I was raised with Scientology in my family. Uh, my parents got in when I was about four years old. And so I never really had any idea growing up that there was any other worldview, really, than, you know, the Scientology one. And I started doing classes and stuff when I was a teenager, and I got recruited to join staff for Scientology in Santa Barbara, California. And I worked at the Santa Barbara organization. They don't call them churches. They call them organizations or orgs for short. So I worked at the Santa Barbara Org for about eight years, and I was pretty pretty into it. You know, I really liked uh, the idea of Scientology and its mission and what it was about. And so much so that when I was 25 years old, I joined the high-level uh, core clergy group, you could say, of Scientology, which is called the Sea Organization. And uh, that's S-E-A organization as in the ocean. And I worked there for another 17 years before I finally 
saw that you know things weren't quite right. That, and, that's uh, called and, that's uh, called Sea Org, right? Yeah, the Sea Org. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the Sea Org, the organization. Right. And, uh, and so I, I kind of woke up a bit in 2012. I stopped working for the Sea Org. And then in 2013, got back on the Internet. Because when you're in the Sea Org and, and heavily into Scientology, then the Internet's kind of something you don't get onto a lot. And especially, you don't look at anything anti-Scientology. So I didn't know anything, you know, that, that's out there now that anybody can look up. I, I didn't know any of that. I never watched South Park. I never saw any of that stuff. So when you're, I so you're, hit you're, all that. So you were kind of like mm-hmm. me when I was on drugs. You missed like, you missed yeah, like a decade, yeah, exactly. a decade of pop culture. That's a really good. I, I actually missed two decades of a lot of pop culture because I was pretty heavily involved for 25 years. I was working for the church. Wow. And um, all together. And then so, so I kind of went down the Internet rabbit hole and uh, found out all about Scientology, L. Ron Hubbard, David Miscavige, who leads the church now. And, you know, he's beating on his staff and all kinds of crazy stuff. And I just went, wow. And I just totally hit the eject button. Uh, and I was actually a lot more than wow. I was actually infuriated beyond words. And, um, and so I started speaking out against it. And by the end of 2013, I was, you know, persona non grata with the church, and they kind of kicked me out and called me a suppressive person, and I lost my then fiance and, and that's like the worst friends I'd had and thing bunch that of they stuff. Can tell you right, like if they call you a suppressive person, that's like that's like a Christian calling somebody possessed by the devil, right? I mean, that's that's yeah, really it's bad. Yeah, bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's really bad. You're basically an antisocial personality. On the order of uh, Hitler. Oh, you know? well, it's that's pretty, pretty bad. bad. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, it's kind of bad. Nobody yeah. wants to so, be like Hitler. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so they kicked me out totally, and I lost all my Scientology friends. And Now, fortunately, my family had already gotten out, so I had my family as a bit of a support system for me. And I was able to get my feet on the ground and get a job and get my life in order. And it was a lot of hard work, but I did it. So and, let, let, um, let me ask you a quick question. Be, mm-hmm. be, at that time, yeah, yeah. before you left, what, what were you doing for a profession? Before I left the church? Yes. Well, I was doing various jobs for the C organization. Uh, the last thing that I did for about the last four or five years was I was actually traveling around the Western United States, and I was spending a lot of time in Minnesota working on recovering people back into the church who had left. That's creepy. Like literally finding them, knocking on their door, calling so you, them So up. you were literally working for the church? Oh, I was working for the church for 25 years. Yeah, and they, they had you on their payroll. And so... You yeah. you went and found these people, knocked on their doors. Like, were I mean, that sounds really creepy. And Wait, what scary. was the percentage rate of people that would go back? Well, I was pretty good at my job, and uh, but even then, um, I'd say out of the number of people that I tried to reach or call, mm, I don't know, ten percent or something. I mean, I got, I I probably recovered over over a period of a couple of years, maybe. 100, 150 people back back into the church who were, if I hadn't interfered, they probably would never have gone back in or, or had much to do with the church after that. And I convinced them to come back in and, and start doing services again or, or start being part of it. And 
Okay. And so I don't know, you know, how many are still in from those people, but that's what I worked on. Here's my my understanding of the Church of Scientology, and correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. I am under the impression that the more money you pay, the higher ranked you are, and like the more secrets they'll uncover to you. Is that correct? So like, yes. So like that's, you. That's basically correct. And so I mean, you you're kind of like it's kind of a pyramid scheme. Then it's like the more money you invest, the more we're gonna let you know. And like then like there's it's not just like you know this one book. There's more secrets, and there's lots more secrets and things that you know you don't you can't even imagine. But you'd have to pay a hundred thousand dollars like eventually to get to this level of knowledge. Uh, yeah, and actually so, a couple. Actually, so, more like about a million. So can you yeah. can you ever reach the end yes you can so like people like uh like uh high-end celebrities they've reached the end where they know everything basically yeah although there's there's a tremendous amount of uh there's a tremendous body of work in scientology of hubbard's writings and his lectures and it takes a long time to go through all the books so as a, all the lectures. As a former, so very few people have done that. As a former longtime resident of Los Angeles and of Hollywood, I noticed a lot of people that wannabes that want to be in the entertainment business getting get involved in Scientology because they think they can get closer to people in control of the industry. The A-listers, right? Because... Yeah, that used to be a thing, I think, more so than it is now. But okay. yeah. Because I, when I lived in Hollywood in the 80s and 90s, that seemed like a big thing. Like, a lot of people joined Scientology. And Scientology cultivated that, that, that view. Oh, yeah. They, they, they all, were getting they, new members. They kind of almost promised people, we, we'll make you a star. Oh, very much so. Yes. yes very much so. Yes. Oh, yeah. And they, and they still make those promises, but they don't hold the power in Hollywood that they used to. Right. That makes sense. Okay. So yeah. so now, like like, this, I mean... I always knew Scientology was around. I think there are a lot of misconceptions about it when you're not like, you know, like you walk by a Scientologist church or a bookstore or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But, you know, like from somebody from my point of view, um, you don't realize how brainwashing and how like how isolating it is for people who've actually grown up in the structure. Right. Because you're I mean, it's it is a cult i mean you're you're saying it is an actual cult where they they keep you away from the rest of society because they want to keep you know control over you is that why you're coming out against i i I am definitely saying that yes okay and that is really scary and that's i i think that's a lot of the basis of your book so when we come back from the break i want to get into that a little bit more what compelled you to write the book when you did and kind of what what your I guess trajectory is now like what are your hopes you know speaking out against this you know what what is Chris Shelton hoping to accomplish by what he's doing now um, we can talk about that and more after the break and our 911 calls are coming up as well uh, we will be right back Chris Shelton thank you again for being here we'll be right back with you so stay with us and tune you know you listening out there stay with us this is Minneapolis 911.com Ricky Rocket. Ricky, you just finished your farewell tour. 
What's next for the rocket? The answer is simply. What? Simply self-storage. They've got it all. Both traditional storage from IAMS equipment to climate control to help control extreme temperatures, dust and humidity for my famous guitars. And talk about safety and convenience. Computerized gate access, 24-hour camera surveillance, and on-site staffing. Simply self-storage. Visit them today at simplyss.com. Gotta move. We sell moving supplies to help it go smoother. Simply Self Storage. We sell boxes and packing supplies. Find us at simplyss.com. Find out how to get 50% off your first full month. Simply Self Storage. You definitely chose the right place. You're listening to Minneapolis 911. We'll be back in a moment. Tired of the big box store? Hello? Is anybody out there? Had it with mom and pop hardware stores? OMG, it was just here last week. Want something just right? That's Buyswingers, your local, larger neighborhood hardware store. At Buyswingers, we have it all. Power equipment, outdoor living, hardware, a place where neighbors help neighbors complete that backyard renovation, paint your home, or just let you know what food that cardinal in your tree wants for supper. Buyswingers, your local, larger neighborhood hardware store with more. 35 West North to County Road 96, exit 28A in New Brighton. And we're back from Minneapolis911.com. I'm Ellie Nick with my co-host, Tessie Lee Ray, and we are on the phone with... Chris Shelton. He is ex-Scientologist. And Chris, I have to say, so I, I did a little research about you, like I was saying, um, prior to you coming mm-hmm. on our show. And thank you again for being here. I don't think I have said that yet. Um, so we sure, appreciate no problem. it. Um, the first thing when you Google Chris Shelton is a very uh, hateful website devoted to all of your um, alleged <laughs> shortcomings. <laughs> and right. it is a Scientologist website. So it's called LeahRemanyAftermath.com. And I'll just read the, the, the top line. Chris Shelton, Leah Remini's expert in quotations, is just a deadbeat dad with a history of lying. And then it goes into saying that not you didn't ask to leave the church. Like you were just not doing your job and they fired you basically. And that's why you did this. So let's hear what the real story is. (laughs) Yeah, the real story. So, uh, yeah, I, um, uh, when you're making $30, $40 a week, I'm not quite sure how it was that I was supposed to be supporting a son who lived on the other side of the world. And for 17 years, that was my weekly pay from the Sea Org. Why, why, why would you do that? Because well, I was dedicated was to the cause the of Scientology and the Sea Org. And you really believed you were saving the Earth. Did they, did, did they feed, I truly believed that. Did they that house, wasn't a joke. Did they, right. did they house and feed you? Yes, they did. Okay, but they, they would never give you any cash. But this is why it's a Well, cost. I said about 30 or 40 bucks a week was, was pretty average, if there was any pay at all. The C organization's base pay is, is 50 bucks a week. That's, a, that's, a, that's your allowance. That's what you use to buy, you know, socks, underwear, stuff like snacks, stuff like that. Now, what, I, know, I, I know a lot of people that were in the, that were C orgs. What's the difference between being in the C org than actually being in Scientology? 
Sea Org is like the there's, top there's, most. No. Or, yeah, the, the, the Scientology has three levels of involvement, you could say. The lowest one is your public Scientologist who pays for courses, you know, does his services, and that's it. Your staff members, like the ones you see at the Twin Cities Church of Scientology, are, vol are religious volunteers who are there on contracts of two and a half or five years, depending on how long they want to commit, and they make pocket change for pay, so they usually have to have an outside job or a spouse supporting them. And that was the level that I worked at in Santa Barbara for eight years. And then there's the Sea Org, where it's 24-7. You, you live and breathe Scientology. It's a paramilitary unit where you have uniforms and salutes and yes, sir, no, sir, and you take orders, and there's a boot camp process, and it's very militaristic. And that was what I was involved in for 17 years. So, and that's quite, I mean, so so they're obviously lashing back at you with this this website yeah. to say, you know what, discredit this guy to keep our cult going. So what really happened? How, like, when you broke from the church, they're saying they fired you. You're saying, like, yeah, that's they didn't fire ridiculous. Me. I, I, what happened? No, I left on my own. I realized that the church had basically devolved into a situation where it was only interested in people's money. And it wasn't really interested in anything else. And that's not what I signed up for. So I said, okay, I need to break away from the organization, but I still believe in the subject itself as written by L. Ron Hubbard. And it wasn't until I got out from under the Sea Org's controls that I got on the Internet and then learned the whole truth. And, and it, was, it was quite something to learn all of that, to learn about the abuses, the human rights violations, the child abuse. I didn't know how much of a liar L. Ron Hubbard was because they have this completely fantasy version of his biography that they tell Scientologists, which has nothing to do with reality. So when you come out and you start speaking out like that against the church, like I started doing, their whole mission is to destroy your life. That's actually church policy is ruin them utterly that's what hubbard wrote well, I don't, I, so I, that's that, that's the job of that website is to ruin me utterly well i think hubbard was i mean wasn't he like a, a fictional writer hubbard was a fiction writer of pulp fiction novels and stories until 1950 when he wrote dianetics the modern science of mental health and started that movement which became the church of scientology Okay, so so you you agree like and I totally agree with you after watching the Remini documentary um that it it definitely appears, you know, that they're just after money. They're sitting on billions of dollars and yeah. they you know they get this the payment from the like the first tier, right, of those people who pay for these special classes and like you know then they get the prepayments for classes they might not ever take. And That's you know correct. they're sitting on all of that. And how much money? How much money are they actually sitting on? Does anybody know? It's estimated at about two to three billion. It's not clear because their books are not transparent in any way. Right. As a five hundred one c three religion, they don't have to open their books and, to anybody and, and but the IRS. And, and, and nobody's and, talking. Right. They're, so they're tax exempt. Yep. So they don't pay any taxes. They don't have to show their books to anybody. So That's you correct. Became... So they don't. So so we we have we have very good inside information and supposition from former members that have given us that figure. 
So you became aware of this and you became disgusted by it. You went on the internet. You were like, oh my God, what? South, what is yep. South Park? And then, and then. Yeah, that's right. You, I actually watched South Park. <laughs> you were right. like, what? Why is this? What happened? And you haven't been living in what a What have bubble. I been involved in yeah. all this time? A, yeah. I, think, I think there's actually a South Park Scientology episode, isn't there? I think there yeah, is. Yeah, that's what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, I know that's what you're talking, talking about. I thought you were just talk, you were talking yeah. about South Park in general. Well, no, 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 no. There's a, there's, a, there's a South Park episode that lays yes. out yes. high-level confidential church scriptures. Yes. And, it, <laughs> and it's entirely accurate. And I had no idea. And you were like, no. I'm just yes, I'm picturing I, yes. you because this is your whole life. I'm just picturing you like on your knees, like and South Park is on in the background, and you're shaking your fist. <laughs> yeah. And like, no. So okay, so you then your next thought after being shocked with all of this, and you got out of it, and you had family who had gotten out of it, so they helped you get on your feet. Is you yep. write write this book, and. Yep. Tell me the name of the book, where we can get it, <laughs> and called... does the money go to Scientology? <laughs> no, of course not. Just... The book is called Scientology A to Zenu, uh, an insider's guide to what Scientology is really all about, and it is a critical analysis of the subject. It's not my memoir. It's not my story. Okay. Uh, I actually break down Scientology's belief system, um, what, it, what its history, who L. Ron Hubbard was, his history, um, why they got, how they got tax exemption, how they got it taken away, and how they got it back. Hmm. I discuss in detail, probably in more detail, I think, than anywhere else you'll find in one location, the entirety of their upper-level confidential materials. And, and I break down why it is that Scientologists believe it so fiercely and why they think they're saving the world from that. And I also talk about their public relations and their and what's called fair gaming, where they try to take out, you know, former members and enemies of the church. And finally, I have three chapters at the end that talk about recovery from a cult experience like Scientology, which has a lot of advice and stuff that I learned in coming out of that whole experience. And what is like what is one of those? Because I I guess that's a piece of it that I didn't even think about. What is something that helped you? Because it's, I mean, this is your whole life and you're, you know, you're entering into a completely new existence in a way. What helped you make that transition? And, and how did you say, like, stay sane throughout and, and, it? And, and, and can, it was, it was actually, yeah. Can, can you actually, can, was, can you sue them? Well, I could if I had the money to, but they're a multi-billion dollar corporation with a legal arm that you would not believe. Right. Scientology is one of the most litigious organizations in the world. So it would not be, they would destroy me in a, in a courtroom uh, just through the legal bills, you know, through the delays and everything that they would do. No, that's not the way to take out Scientology. Um, and and I, I, I have no interest in suing Scientology. I, in, in terms of recovery from an experience like that, the single most valuable thing for me was education, learning about what happened to me and how it happened to me. And Scientology is one of only about 5,000 destructive cults throughout the world, you know. So the methods and techniques that these cults use are very, very similar from one to the other. And once you learn about the methods and techniques and what was done to you, it's very relieving. It's very helpful to, to help undo all of that. So that was a really key part of uh, the recovery process 
also uh, just having a support system, my family, my, you know, making new friends, unlearning a lot of the things that I learned from Hubbard. Uh, for example, the Church of Scientology is extremely homophobic, and I went out of my way to meet members of the LGBT community, to learn about, you know, what LGBT people are really like versus what the church says, Is what Hubbard says. your hand, like, shaking when you put it out for a handshake? Hello, gay person. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say it was a little, I was a little tentative to start with. But, you know, celebrities like uh, George Takei were actually extremely helpful with that, too. He's you know, a asking cool questions guy. Like, oh, yeah, he's an amazing guy. And he, you know, and he was posting things back then like, you know, okay, straight people, ask yourself, when did you decide to be straight? Mm-hmm. And you go, yeah. oh, that's a really good question. You know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, things like that really opened my eyes and undid a lot of Hubbard's teachings and indoctrination. So that was, and it was a very, very gradual process. And it's still an ongoing process four years later. This is not something that you just do once and it's all over. You, recovery is a, is, probably something that's going to take me the rest of my life. Right. So I have to ask you, because you're on this book tour now, you're in Denver, Colorado tonight, I believe. Is that correct? And well, I'm back. This is where I live. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then you're yeah. doing the tour. They've, they've blasted you on their their website. So anti-Chris Shelton, that's how they're kind of getting back on you. Has Have they done anything else? Like, do they go, do they follow you to the book tour? And like when you're doing <laughs> book tours, like do you ever see them there? I'm like just imagining like two guys in suits, like or like Mormon outfits or something. <laughs> right. Like, staring it's, at you. It's not like, that obvious. Okay. No, no, it's not that obvious. No. Do you get like prank get calls or I anything? Get... Like, <laughs> yeah, I get, I, I've had people, you know, well, no, I mean, it's actually, I mean, I've had it pretty light compared to others so far, although there are things that they've done and will do that are not fun at all. Um, and there are, but there are other people who've had it far worse than I have. I've, I've gotten the advantage of coming out after a lot of people took a lot of punches coming out of Scientology and dealing with, uh, with, you know, worse than what I've, I've had to endure. But I've had, you know, I've had, uh, I mean, it's not fun having a hate website on you with your ex-wife on video talking about how horrible you are. That's not, you know, no one would like that. Yeah, that's true. And I'm sure you get a lot of trolls on the internet, you know, trying to rile you up. Like we all do. I mean, I don't get it as much as Nick just because I'm lesser known. Um, but you know, like LA Nick here, he gets a lot of trolls. Um, but tell me please your book again, the name of it, your website and where people can find you if they do like any of our listeners want to talk to you or, or hear more. Um, if you can lead us Um, in that direction. Yeah. My book is on Amazon and it's called Scientology A to Xenu. And it's a, a hard, you know, it's, you can find it as a, as a regular book, as an e-book, and as an audio book. I, I did the narration myself. I, I produced the whole book myself. And people tell me it's pretty good, so I'm, I, I just say that. <laughs> and then um, I, my website is called mncriticalthinking.com because originally I was the Minnesota critical thinker. Okay. And after I left Minnesota, after I was living there, I moved to Denver, and then I was the critical thinker at large. So that's my website. Right. And, uh, and then my YouTube channel is simply my name, Chris Shelton. If you Google my name, the website comes up, and the, um, 
YouTube channel comes up, and I've produced over 400 videos on the topic of Scientology, other destructive cults, interviews with cult therapists, psychologists, sociologists, etc., as well as a lot of videos on the subject of critical thinking. Okay, so so that all of this is fascinating. I think that um, for me, it's been an eye opener. You know, just I mean, talking to you and then and then knowing the Remini series and, and, and just seeing all of this. I mean, it is such an eye-opening experience for those of us who who have had no idea. You know, I thought it was just another church, and it's completely not mm-hmm. just another church. And so um, I want to thank you for coming out. Thank you for being with us today and, and sharing your story. Um, if anything funny or weird does happen to you or, like, if you ever want to troll somebody I suggest you call me first because I'll help you. We can go down on that Hennepin Avenue, like that that bookstore <laughs> there, and we'll just stare through the window at them together. Uh, and awesome <laughs> cloaks. There's yeah, there's <laughs> a bookstore on Hennepin. Sure. La Nick did not know this. It's right by Lowry Hill, and oh, way um, down there. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, not on Hennepin. Not on your side of the block. Yeah. No, it's down down by Lowry. I'll say Hill. nobody on Hennepin read, can read a book. So Chris Shelton, um, for our listeners, I urge you to look him up. A to Z. Uh, it's Scientology A to Z New by Chris Shelton, yeah. and uh, you can find that on Amazon. You can find him on his website or just Google him, but do not look at the first link, or if you do look at the first link, just laugh along with it like <laughs> I did. Um, and, I, again, I just want to thank you for being on the show, and I hope I can call you with any of my other weird questions now that I'm starstruck by you. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm Happy to answer questions anytime. In fact, I do it every week on my channel. I have a Q&A show where I answer people's questions. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you again for yeah, being thanks, on the Chris. show. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Yeah. Have a great night. You bet. All right. Bye-bye. And now we are going to, we have, we have, I don't know if you even know this, Nick, but we have Alex D back on the show. It's about time. I know. And he's got a critique of a new restaurant in Linden Hills. Linden Hills is an area of Minneapolis. It's very quaint. Very, uh, I just put my finger in this hole, and look what it did to it. Oh, uh, it's dirty. I put my finger in a dirty hole. That, that could be taken many ways. He's not near me, by the way, listeners. I put my so. finger in this dirty hole, and look at my finger now. Oh. It's disgusting. So, so with that, let's go to Alex D. and his critique of Linden Hills, which is not a dirty hole. Abrasion now. What's up, guys? This is Alex D. from 612 Food. Check me out on Instagram at 612 Food. This week, I wanted to talk about a new restaurant that just opened up in Linden Hills. The chef's name is Daniel Del Prado, formerly of 112 Eatery, Burt Steakhouse, and Bar La Grassa, which are a couple of my favorite restaurants in town. His new spot in Linden Hills is called Martina. They're doing $9 craft cocktails, some of the more inventive ones I've seen in town. It's got a really cool hip atmosphere and vibe, great service, and delicious innovative dishes. Now getting to the food, the first thing I wanted to talk about was the tuna tiradito. It is slices of sashimi grade tuna dressed in a hibiscus tomato chili garlic dressing. It's melt in your mouth, but loaded with flavor and floral notes and acidity and the richness of the tuna. Can't recommend that dish enough. There's no one in town doing anything like that. 
Another dish would be the grilled veal tongue. I know that sounds insane. I'm telling you, this veal tongue is more tender than a filet mignon with more flavor than a braised short rib. It is absolutely delicious, innovative. Again, no one's doing that one in town. Their empanadas are the best I've ever had. It, the dough is unlike any dough I've ever had. It's just perfect. It's got the right chew, the right texture. It's filled with gorgonzola cheese and creamed leeks served alongside a chimichurri sauce, which is like a chopped herb, vinegar, garlic, chili, olive oil kind of sauce that cuts through the richness and the fat of the empanadas. It's to die for. They are the best empanadas I've ever had. The last dish I wanted to talk about was their cacio pepe. Classic cacio pepe is pasta water that has all the starch left in it from when you're cooking the pasta. Then you add a bunch of butter, maybe some olive oil, a bunch of Parmesan or Pecorino cheese, and a ton of black pepper. It literally translates to cheese and pepper. And traditionally, it's made with spaghetti, and it's delicious. But what they do is they make these little mini ravioli-like things, and every one of them is filled with this cheesy butter goodiness. Oh, it's unbelievable. It is nothing like a cacio pepe I've ever had whether it's a six-year-old child or a 75-year-old man, I guarantee you, you will like this dish. It is to die This place is magical. I am so happy to be honest with you. I live in this neighborhood and this is officially becoming my new favorite spot. Um, the coolest thing about this place, outside of all the delicious food and the atmosphere, crack cocktails etc they serve food until midnight friday and saturday and 11 o'clock the rest of the time there are very few restaurants in town of this caliber style food at these prices that you're going to find in the twin cities so if you're whether it's a late night eat you just want to grab a quick bite you want to go out on a date night anniversary birthday I cannot recommend this place enough. Another great thing is a lot of new hip restaurants like this don't take reservations. They do. So that is another really nice factor if you want to try to plan something nice. So I can't recommend this place enough. Martina, Linden Hills. Check it out. The word on the street is brunch is coming soon. That's all I got for this week, guys. This is Alex D from 612 Food. Check me out on Instagram at 612 Food. I'm signing off. I wish that I had a, a special event coming up that I could go to Martina now because that sounded really good. You have special events? I said I wish I did, like a uh, birthday or something. I have a birthday coming up. Let's go to Martina. I'm going to Cabo. Oh, well, let's go to Martina when you get back. <laughs> I'll be in Cabo. <laughs> the whole time. Whenever I ask, you'll be in Cabo. I have a special event this Thursday. Do you? Yeah. Oh, you do. But yeah. it's not at Martina. I have a special event this Thursday. I know. Thursday. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. All right. So I'm opening up a bar. Mm-hmm. It's called the World Famous Superstar Bar. Mm-hmm. It is actually inside of Seven Steakhouse, but it's not part of Seven Steakhouse, but it's inside there, and you have to go down this long, dark hallway to get to it. This and is not a joke or not. a trick. And this Thursday, I'm having free-falling, remembering Tom Petty, and it's a tribute to Tom Petty, and it's this Thursday night. And if you go to Facebook, go to The Superstar Bar, 
you will find it on Facebook, and you can watch a video of the bar and a video of the band, and it's free. Awesome. Free? Free. What? It's free. Free, you say? Free. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Okay, so we got to get to, we'll do that. We'll go to Martina at some point. Um, let's right now go to our 911 calls. Oh, our, yeah, I forgot about those. Yeah, I almost forgot about those, too. A lot, of, gun, a lot of weapons and a lot of people with guns. Weapons and guns. Here we go. And a guy thinking that pull tabs are fake. Well, they are. Let's play that one over again. I think we had some wires crossed there. I have no information on the answer. 112, third floor, uh, 7th Street ramp, 101 North 9th Street. Uh, Metro Transit is an officer out there with a couple of people that possibly have guns. They're stating this is not a help call. 112, we're with Metro, and they're going west on 7, so the bus must be heading towards the north side. Copy. I just got information on Metcom that they're exiting the bus, but I didn't get the description of due to traffic. All I have is a Native American male, so far six feet tall. Turns at 101. That suspect possibly got off at Mary Joe's. Uh, that bus is clear and released. We're just going to go check the area around Mary Joe's for a Native male. About six feet tall, black hat, black jacket, blue jeans. Possibly has a gun. Copy that. Repeating information for downtown squads from Metro Transit. Uh, the suspect possibly got off at Mary Joe's on 7th Street. Native American male, about 6 feet tall, wearing a black hat, black jacket, and blue jeans. Uh, the bus is clear. Well, a lot of people, with, a lot of people with guns, man. Um, I think we should have like funky jazz music playing behind all of our <laughs> clips. That made it less scary for me. It's a lot of people with guns, though. And we do want to just say we have free bus passes to give out to any of our listeners who want to experience these 911 calls in person. Yes. Yeah, Robert, our producer, actually handed me a bus pass. You can hear these calls. thank you. You can hear these calls all day. Guy with a gun, guy with a gun, guy with a gun. Metro Transit police are very busy. Multiple people with guns. Let's play the next one. I'm sure it's a guy with a gun. I'm sure it's a weapons Hi, complaint. Precinct have a report of a suspect armed with a gun out of the window of a vehicle circling the area, 1315 Olson Memorial. See, guy with a gun. See, guy with a gun. <laughs> Hanging out a car window. Well, that's, you know, I mean, maybe he's just getting air. Maybe he had to air it out. <laughs> he had to air the gun out. Yeah. <laughs> that's he how had he, some dust in it. That's how he cleans his gun. <laughs> All right. Let's give an, let's do our next person. Unwanted person. for 
looks like it's possibly going to be a customer trouble now. A caller was originally calling and reporting. They think the pull tabs are unregulated. Staff now calling and reporting. This is an unwanted party who is upset that they didn't win at pull tabs. Described as a white male standing outside in front of him, 50 years old. So you have two calls here, one from the guy who bought the pull tabs, and he's saying that they're not real. Mm-hmm. And then one from the establishment saying, this guy just bought a bunch of pull tabs, didn't win, and now he's all pissed off. And I'm sure he's drunk. This is a 50-year-old white male, drunk. Your pull tabs are bullshit. Let me tell you. Guarantee it. Yeah, you know, why didn't they just throw him five bucks you know and be I, like, I never... listen, Robert Morgan, you can try again. I never buy pull tabs because I never win. You know, I've I have friends who do pull tabs, and it seems like such a weird thing to me. I've never done it. Just have you ever like, done? Have you ever done a meat raffle? No. You haven't? No. I just, did the meat raffle, never won either. It just seems like a weird thing to do. do like it's weird that you can still do meat raffles in city Minneapolis. It seems like it would be unsanitary. It, well, like, it just seems like it'd be gambling. Meat. It's gambling. It is gambling. But you're pull still, tabs you're, are just. I'm sorry to say it, but I feel like pull tabs are like white trash thing to do. Yeah. Is that accurate? Yeah. All right. So meat, ra- meat raffles for you white trash. Meat too. raffle is highbrow. <laughs> that is not white trash. It's you know, it's good meat. Um, it's a Minnesotan thing for sure. Yeah, it's Minnesotan. Well, let's go to break. We're gonna come back to talk more about some other things coming up. And you are. Yeah, I've got so, I've got a secret to tell. So really? we'll tell it when we get back. Uh, this is Minneapolis nine one one. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> standards it's about lower prices it's about time a car dealer treats you the way you want to be treated welcome to star auto and truck sales in ramsey 7009 west highway 10 at star auto and truck sales it's about never having a dissatisfied customer the star philosophy means taking care of you before and after the sale higher standards lower prices and value start at star auto and truck sales use keyword star on the station's website for more details or at star auto and truck We'll be right back with more Minneapolis 911. You want great hair? Join the evolution. Evolution Salon, the Twin Cities only Lanza Concept Salon. You want great hair? Join the evolution. Evolution Salon has everyday styles, event cuts, color, foils, makeup services, hip, cool, and oh, so stylish. Delivered by the area's top hairstylists that will make you look like a runway model. Finish off the look with great products exclusively from Lanza. You want great hair? Join the evolution. And experience hair culture at Lynn Lake in South Minneapolis. Look down the street. It's a car. It's It's a truck. No, it's Super Shuttle. Super Shuttle, the blue and yellow vans that pick you up from your office or home. Super Shuttle to the airport, corporate office, or a night on the town. Super Shuttle picks you up and takes you there. No more hassling with luggage or airport parking. Eliminate the expense of taxis, the traffic jam, or that creepy guy on the bus. Call Super Shuttle today. 1-800-BLUE-VAN. That's 1-800-BLUE-VAN. Super Shuttle will pick you up and take you there. (laughs) 
and we're back to Minneapolis91.com. All things Minneapolis, good and bad. And so anyway, uh, I'm good and Hesse's bad. Yep, <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, yeah, so today we had Chris Shelton on. His book is called From A to Zenu. Or is that it? Zenu? Yeah, and it is available on Amazon. You can look him up. Um, he he does have Minnesota ties, so please check him out, Chris Shelton, again. I like, I like it. to. I'd like to get Betsy Hodges on our show. I would like to get Betsy Hodges on the show too, and um, no, I'm, not, I'm for real. I know, I know. I think it would be awesome. She hasn't, she hasn't really been around. And she hasn't posted on Facebook, and I kind of feel a little bad for her. Maybe, yeah, maybe she's off the wagon now that she didn't. Nah, win. nah, I, I, no, nah, no. Um, so Chris Shelton, and we want to say thank you to our six one two food critic Alex D, and check out the new restaurant Martini. Martina? Martina? I was just looking forward to what I'm going to have next. Um, no, Martita in Linden Hills. And then we want to encourage you guys to look us up. Our past episodes are on Minneapolis911.com. You can find me at HesleyRay.com. I also do the Tuesday Night Comedy Showcase, which is the third Tuesday of every month at the Uptown VFW 2916 Lindale Avenue South. It is a free show. There are professional comics. It is awesome. It's at 830 and then we've got Nick's event coming up on the 7th of December, starting at 8. And then, starting, yep, start, well, doors open at 7.30, then you can come Friday and Saturday, or it's a soft opening. And then the following weekend will be grand opening. Catch me on the Tom Bernard podcast this Wednesday, the day before my opening. And then uh, find us at Minneapolis91.com. We'll see you soon. This has been a production of the Robert W. Morgan. I'm just kidding. He'll do that by himself. This is Hesley Ray with LA Nick, Minneapolis 911.com. Minneapolis 911 with LA Nick and Hesley Ray. Download a new episode every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. on the Tom Bernard Network at Minneapolis911.com. For further information on today's and past shows, go to Minneapolis911.com. Minneapolis 911 post production provided by. Nancy Keene and Zachariah Putney. This show is a Robert W. Morgan production. I'm Casey Moo. Thank you for listening to Minneapolis 911.